0: <laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Cassir, the voice of The Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to The Bottom Shelf. <laughs> All righty, then. Another day, another million dollars, another movie to watch. I wonder what Kevin has for us today.
1: Wait, million dollars? What million dollars
2: yeah where are you keeping this million dollars
0: it's a yeah. phrase guys
2: million dollars a day
1: oh because you're not sharing and you and, sh- and friends care if they share
0: i would happily share a million dollars with the both of you
2: I'm, i was about to say forget friends we're
0: married <laughs> <laughs> i would share it with all five wait, where's the rest of the team
1: uh i, I don't know wait you haven't seen john harry no I know Branskin's still going through his Taco Bell phase. Right?
2: Oh, poor guy. Where Where is he?
1: Wait a minute. What the... Wait. What was that noise? out there? What is that? Dallas, look outside. Look at the window. What What is... Oh, is my that one the pods? What is
2: that? Is that another taco machine?
0: No. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm going to the computer. Oh, no. So, it would appear that... Branson and John were examining one of the pods, and Branson let out a fart that was so gaseous the computer put them both in quarantine in a timed capsule, and they'd just been jettisoned out into space into the planet Geekery.
2: Oh my God, they're in a so... they're in a, one of the pods, the quarantine pods with Branson's gas, yeah. With- I guess Aww. we
1: can't shoot a laser on that because
0: there's lifeboats. No. <laughs> there's life. People
2: on board. No, no, if we shoot a laser, it'll oh, blow up.
0: And they're going to be stuck in that, that, they're... that capsule for for a while.
2: They've got that funk.
0: So I guess we're
1: just going to watch this movie together then, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess
2: it'll so. Probably stink less than the fart.
0: I hope so. What movie is this? Prepare
1: yourself to discover a world of terrible movies. High above the planet Geekery, a group of intrepid explorers hover over the dangerous planet in their fabulous super-orbital spacecraft. Their mission? To conduct a complete analysis of movies known throughout the universe as Terrible. So grab your space popcorn, grab your freeze-dried ice cream, and join us for today's mission of Discovery and wonder. Are these movies better than the galaxy thinks? Or do they really belong on the bottom shelf?
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bottom Shelf, a podcast extension of geek devotions, a show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you are loved. And I am Dallas. I'm so glad you guys have joined us today on the ship. I wish the that All of our team could be here. However, uh, today uh, we don't have the entire team. We do have, however, the lovely and talented Miss Celeste. Hello. How are you, babe? I'm good. Good. And then we have the master of the dumpster, Mr. Kevin (laughs) Burnham. What's up, buddy? That's a terrible
2: title. (laughs)
1: Yeah. What? Master of dumpster?
0: Well, you're the one that found it down there and keep pulling things out.
1: Well, I could stop pulling... That, you know this gonna be weird. I can't this. You know what? We don't need friends. Screw them. We'll just watch the movie together. How about that? That's you know, right. We yeah, you get John and Branson, whatever. At the moment, Whoever we don't want
2: to be with them. They smell. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I hope you got extra Lysol back in that closet.
0: Oof! I don't know. We'll find out later, I guess. What are we watching today, Kevin?
1: Okay. Um, well, um, there is something here, and it's very. Uh, because I don't know if they were just like throwing all kinds of food in there. There's loads of ants in there. So if they would stop oh, doing that God. and throw the rubbish away properly, we have right. rubbish bins for a reason. You know, let's recycle together. We can stop trashing this uh, this trash side of Planet Geekery. Anyways, <laughs> let me see. Okay. <clears throat> Chicken pants. Matinee. We're going to watch matinee. Ever heard of it?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching matinee... Uh, we would go to the matinee every Saturday morning, and uh, for and during this one summertime, it was like there were like two dollar movies. It was great.
2: You
1: really watched it at a theater?
0: Yeah, every or Saturday just... they're 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 two dollar matinee movies. You
2: know, uh, during uh, the uh, summer uh, they uh, have no. matinees during the week as well.
0: Oh,
1: I must keep missing that. Well, then again, I I pay like AMC, a list, a monthly thing. Well, no, this movie's called Matinee. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, legitimately, children. I remember this movie.
1: Oh, seriously, I thought you were just like messing with me and pulling
0: my leg. Dude, like, I, I, I remember as a kid renting this as a child from the video store.
2: I had never heard of this, and I legitimately thought that it said manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we going back to shark month? What?
1: No, that's a different Florida type of film. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What what is this movie Manatee this for This mermaid audience? kills and spills
1: <laughs> along the shores of Florida.
0: Oh no! And her name is Barbara.
2: <laughs> manatee, manatee, manatee.
1: All
0: right, what We're is this? We're throwing ma- out
1: deers out there. Why are we doing throwing ideas out there? <laughs> Just enough of this crappy film. Why can why add to the list? Because you can
2: never have too much crap.
1: Yeah, until you go to the bender at a toilet with, you know, never mind. Screw <laughs> that. Forget it. Um, Read the book. <laughs> Matinee was released 29th of January, 1993 in American cinemas. The runtime is 1 hour and 39 minutes. It's ready PG for language, childish name calling, and some annoying child actors. <laughs> it is directed by B film master extraordinaire Joe Dante, produced by Michael Fentonall. Screenplay by Charlie Has, Charlie Watts, Charlie Gets No More, Jericho. <laughs> music by the late great music composer Jerry Goldsmith. God bless you. Wow. God bless Jerry Goldsmith. Um, huh. This film stores Joe Dante's half of his movie poster collection <laughs> The Huge John Goodman and Tiny Dick Miller. Kathy Murate, British Simon Fenton. Omrah Katz, Jesse White's Last Film, another Hollywood legend. John Salus I think I'm singing this right. A Trekkie, um, Robert (laughs) Picardo, first time on screen, Naomi Watts, and I'll do anything for a quick dollar, Kevin McCarthy.
0: (laughs) How much time do you spend coming up with those? Just out of curiosity.
1: Back in the VHS, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Sometimes, you know, my head hits, rattles, things bump up there, and I was like, oh, okay. That's why I can't remember people's names. Right.
0: So what is this movie about, Kevin?
1: I even give um you and Celeste nicknames. I just I don't think I've no, it <laughs> <laughs> You may read the back of the VHS, the yes. actual description? Yes, sir. On this VHS cover that's like three paragraphs long. Oof. Fine. Let's see. Okay. <clears throat> John Goodman is at his uproar's best as the Gregorous creator, sci-fi thriller circa nineteen sixty-two, who brings his unique brand of soulmanship to the unsuspecting residents of Key West, Florida. Whoa, that is my birthplace. Wow. West. 15-year-old horror fan Loomis can't wait for the arrival of film maker Lawrence Woolsey, who is in town to premiere the latest offering of atomic power gone berserk, Mant. But the absurd vision of Woolsey's tale takes on a certain urgency as the Cuban Missile Crisis places the real threat of atomic horror just 90 miles off the coast, which is correct. It is 90 miles away.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
1: With the help of Gene and his high school friends, along with Woolsey's leading lady, Ruth, the master showman gives Key West a premiere they'll never forget. The screen explodes in vision. <laughs> the theater rocks in spine-tingling rumblerama, and a local hood threatens to run off Woolsey's profits. It all seems fitting in this entertaining tale of backyard bomb shelters, missile attack drills, and innocence clouded by the threat of nuclear war.
0: Wow. All right. Well, gang.
1: Nuclear war, nuclear bombs. Is this movie a bomb?
0: Hmm. Time will tell. Stick around to the end of the episode to mm-hmm. find out. Uh, All right. Expectations. Celeste, what are your expectations of this film?
2: Um, We're
0: about to partake in.
2: You know, the only thing I've really seen John Goodman in is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So.
0: He was in the Flintstones. That is pinnacle of cinematography right there.
2: Oh. I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. We watched that one on VHS. A not VHS. We watched it on ABC I, with commercials.
0: I watched The Flintstones as a reward for completing a section of Hooked on Phonics as a child.
2: You know, that's a fairly good reward. I would have gone with the pizza, though.
1: <laughs> we had that, too. Some would say that movie almost hit rock bottom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bedrock bottom. But <laughs> All right, so what else, List.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, John Goodman's hit and miss for me.
1: That's fair. Have you never seen 10 Cloverfield Lane? No. No. Nope. Oh, my Lord. I want you to. Ha- it's phenomenal. It's like, on the it list. So it's on my
2: It's on my good. list. But it's like
1: one of the top sci-fi films I've seen Really? Series. it is that I, good. Wow.
2: I loved Cloverfield mostly because I didn't know what I was getting into when I went to go see it. They were this just film's
1: like, completely different.
2: Hey, we're going I'm, to a movie. Well, that's what I've heard. So but that's not what we're here to talk about.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. Let's let's talk about let's talk about this movie then.
0: Well, what are your expectations for this movie, Kevin?
1: For this movie? <laughs> I've seen this movie twice before, and I I think I'll just
0: reserve my thoughts afterwards. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I've seen it a couple of times myself. Again, like I said at the top of the show, uh, I as a child we rented this from the video store. And so uh, here. Childhood Dallas liked it quite a bit. Um, yeah. and Childhood Dallas liked the fact that the dude from Erie, Indiana was in the show. And hey, wait, so what? Erie, Indiana?
2: What's that? Was he a friend of yours?
0: No eerie indiana was a kid's show uh from 1991 to 92 and the um the omar kid um what's his name oh Om- omri Katz, kates he yeah. was the main character um indbd describes it as teenager weirdness investigates investigator marshall teller adventures through this his small town home with his friends geeky Simon Holmes in the mysterious Dash X and it was just like he lived in this weird town and it was and he was like finding weird things and exploring it it was kind of the same time frame of like Beetleborgs I don't know if you remember Beetleborgs Ooh, you showed
2: don't me be be Beetleborgs says <sighs> you showed me what is board.
1: all these things you're talking about public <laughs> television
0: <laughs> I didn't oh, have cable. Right,
1: Wait,
0: this was the, during the 90s. This is the early
1: 90s, yeah. Yeah, we didn't have a television during this, part the
0: I got you, I got you. So, I'm going into this hopeful that I will enjoy this because I remember as a child having fun with this.
1: I, I guess I would be going in hopeful too because I mean, I try to enjoy whatever bit I have, childhood I had,
0: right? I get that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all of our expectations are laid out on the table. Let's go into the movie. and uh, Yeah, let's
1: go pop the sucker in. Let's see what we get.
0: Let's enjoy it. Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown.
2: You have been warned. Well... I never thought that uh, I could be more terrified of going to the dentist.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was... uh, Is
1: it it because of all the sugar in the cavities or what? what, Why are you afraid to go to the dentist? Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Well, Steve Martin wasn't in singing. True. I don't... I was expecting Seymour or something.
2: I didn't see Steve Martin.
1: (laughs) Uh, sorry, sorry little shop of horror joke No, yeah.
0: oh,
2: i haven't seen that one
0: there's a lot on her oh, list she the... hasn't seen yet that's maybe that's the next podcast is us just reviewing all the movies you haven't seen
2: we can call yeah. it my dad's list
0: <laughs> that
1: encyclopedia of your father's list <laughs> that'd be great it's like it's only 1,273 films i haven't seen but hey here it we, is that we
0: keep adding to <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> It'll be called. Do you guys it.
1: keep adding to, it, or, does he, or does her, her father keep adding
2: to? No, no, he hasn't added it added to it since like two thousand twelve.
0: Yeah, but he'll say things. It's
2: been ten years. What's taking you so long? <laughs> well, that's there's a lot of movies. Let's
0: talk about this one. All right. So, what are our spoil free thoughts on this film so far?
1: I absolutely love and enjoy the music of Jerry Goldsmith.
0: It was with nice. Matt.
1: It was a good the man, When it's on screen, I enjoy it. I mean, it's the music is not really like something you could hum to or anything, but it just has a nice quality to that nineteen fifty late fifties sixties style of music, and I enjoy it.
2: It definitely helped set the atmosphere.
0: Mm-hmm. Like it, it, that was one of the things I I, I want I liked about it is like it felt like you were in the sixties the entire time, and the music was definitely a good uh, portion of it. We, you know, we've talked I think we talked around this show before. You know, the right score makes a movie a bad movie good or better at least. And yes. um it did a great job of setting the tone for us in my opinion. So that that's a great great note of our idea or not idea, great observation. The music was pretty solid.
1: I love the William Castle knockoff. <laughs> Anybody watch a William Castle film? This is completely knocked off. Because William Castle was certainly a showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heavily inspired by him um, because William Castle also played off of Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. that made a place in Hollywood for reasons. Um, and it was not just for films, but for how he promoted films because Alfred Hitchcock promoted his films always introducing himself, whether if it's in a trailer or in a film, mostly in trailers. And that's how people start recognizing, like, oh, there is a thing called film directors. I right. need to know more about this because everyone knew who um, Cecil B. DeMille is yeah. as far as like anyone else. are like, oh, we don't really know any other directors. And, you know, when you get, um, what was the other Howard Hawks, a couple others, but when you get. Uh, my, 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 my mind went blank and I can speak. with
0: Alfred
1: Hitchcock and William Castle was like. That man's got it. I want what that man's got. I'm going to mock <laughs> him. And that's what he did with every single thing. Every didn't type of
2: Alfred poster. Whatever. Hitch, didn't Alfred Hitchcock yeah. have a television show for a while? Yeah. Yes. I remember. For a while. That, that when <laughs> it it, a long while. That when it came on Nick at Night, that was time for me to go to bed.
0: <laughs> that was my favorite part of Nick at Night was actually the Alfred Hitch, Hitch, Hitchcock show.
2: I never watched past him coming onto screen in his silhouette. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. okay i'm like no, all right all right but yeah William Castle. um he's a true showmanship and a salesmanship mm-hmm. a lot of genius of it and with movies like the tingler house on haunted hills mr sardonicus Dark King Ghost, and straight jacket i just i absolutely love them all the movies those t- types of films always piqued my interest and that's what got me into films and filmmaking was that right watching all these types of film universal monster films and so forth
0: so yeah that's good, that's good. one of the things i'm gonna point out uh so you, they did a great job in my opinion of capturing like that that awkward junior high to freshman year high school life like yes. the way like i know it was the 60s so none of us were born from in the 60s but the mentality of a junior higher uh, i remember myself and I and having worked with many a junior hire, I'm like, they they did a good job of capturing mm-hmm. some of this um the acting and the and yep. <laughs> and the way the kids act or see things. Yeah. So I also like the way they weaved in like the historical event of the Cuban Missile Crisis.
2: I
3: appreciated
0: that too. Like I thought that was a great way of of like the entire story is based around this historical event. And the way that they weaved in like actual footage and actual like um, uh, broadcast audio broadcast of the whole situation, and capturing the legitimate fear and thoughts that took place during the Cuban crystal, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great great thing that they did with that.
1: And yet, Key West looks the same every single year.
0: <laughs> Does it really? It's
1: like. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, you can do everything you want. And it's like the hurricane passed us by and the people just rebuild all over again the next year. Conk spirit. Wow. Yeah. Conk shell, streets, even some of the buildings look the same. It's like they just, it's like a cycle of madness. It's like, oh, the hurricane blew low wave. Let's <laughs> b- rebuild it the same exact way because the hurricane's going to come back next year and it's going to blow it away again.
2: Right. Did, did you say even some of the villains look the same?
1: I didn't say the villains, at buildings. 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 I don't know about the villains. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'm pretty, I know they're there, but I don't know who they are.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's been new politicians, so oh. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blew them away and got new ones. <laughs> Some reelect ones. They look younger than last time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't say about schooling because I was, high, I was homeschooled, so I was, you know, it's always awkward. Right. so always getting best in class perfect attendance yeah all those weird
0: things (laughs) before we get to our celeste do you have any spoiler free thoughts
2: um just some of what you've already said the the music and then the feel of it i i did appreciate that it was around a historical event because i've had conversations with my grandma about that event because she was raising kids when that happened, right? And so it's just interesting to go, oh, that's when this was, because you don't really see that particular event in movies often,
0: right? Totally.
2: At least I don't.
1: <laughs> it was different for me. Um, maybe that's a, a spoiler. Yeah, I got. Well, we, we just talked about the missile thing, right? Right, right, right. the t- history t- of it?
0: Yeah, that's. It's, it's not really spoiling
1: bit. it because the whole back to BHS talked about nuclear. Yeah. Missile. And we all know, at least most of us know about the whole crisis during when Kennedy was president and so forth. And right. Cuba was threatening. And my, my mom and dad, I remember watching this movie with him. And that was one of the things they discussed. Like, yeah, that was a real thing. We actually had to be in the hallways and duck and put the hands over our head. And my parents said, that was the dumbest thing you could do. Like, there's nothing you can do. You just might as well. You just walk, you just live every day in fear. Right. Because, I think there was a time when both of them actually lived and they were living in Tampa, right. Kinsper County area. And there was um, at least with my mom. Her father would always be on the, t- on the telly on the television, just watch it every single day waiting to see what would happen because that was a panic situation. I mean, you you could rush everyone out of Florida, but then again, you're going to Georgia, you go to all the other States and right. you just can't outrun it. Just Florida was the closest. Yep. And, so you just had no idea.
0: Yeah. The, to be fair, most of the drills that they do in schools, um, they don't make sense. <laughs> they just, I remember being a kid living in, uh, and for any of our listeners, I don't know if uh, any of our listeners are from Corpus Christi, Texas, uh, but when I was in uh, elementary school there, we had to do um, hurricane drills and that consisted of us getting underneath our desks. Yes, I did those. I'm like... But the, the desk Why? floats. I should be on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so.
1: We did that. And I think what there was, uh, unfortunately, there was a fat kid. It like, is he going to fly off too? <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> God like, Almighty. Be nice to everyone.
1: Be nice to everyone. It's like, there is being no, no nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> building flies. We all fly. <laughs> Jeez Louise.
2: Okay. So, uh, time for spoilers. <laughs> well,.
0: <laughs> Actually, before we get into spoilers, because we, we, we left this out on the front end of the show. Celeste, can you take a look at the comments that we got about this movie? Because while we, Kevin and I had some memories of the movie, there were a lot of people that had some great comments about the movie. So let's mm-hmm. we, we review those before we jump into the uh, the Oh, spoiler? yeah, they
2: did, didn't they? So on um, the Dapper Man's page.
0: <laughs> yeah. Forget the bottom-of-shelf
1: podcast page. Let's go to the Dapper Man's page. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those blokes?
2: Right. <laughs> David Bobke. Says, I saw this in theaters with a friend and his dad and I absolutely have no other memories of it.
3: <laughs> That's sad.
2: Chris <laughs> Pfeiffer says, it's been a while for me, too. I remember it was decent. Carnell Johnson the second, says, good movie. It was filmed in Key West in the early 90s while I lived there. It actually shows my house in the beginning of the movie as we lived on the military base. It was very cool. I know cool. who Carnell is. I work with him. Was very cool to see the I need to ask him that him tomorrow.
1: Sorry, <laughs> <was, laughs> I'm sorry.
2: was very cool to see the different parts of the movie being shot all around town.
0: So do you know this guy? Yeah, Car- I work with him. Hey,
1: at, at The warehouse job away from Planet Geekery at a real place with a real job, not you know in this fake space. Well, are
0: Carnell, you are sorry? officially famous, sir. Are <laughs>
2: saying that the Planet Geekery is not real, Kevin?
1: it's 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 real in, in, in my imagination. <laughs>
2: I'm just gonna keep going on now. <laughs> Travis Gill, what happened to the fire? Oh, I turned it off. Is <laughs> about the only thing I remember about that movie. Someone goes based off of a true story. Don't know if that's true. <laughs> um I'm confused. So he put out
1: the fire, but I thought that was Bruce Springsteen who put out the fire. No, he
2: didn't start the, the fire. We just
0: kept it going on.
2: Oh, he just kept it going.
1: <laughs> right, okay. Everybody wants to start fire, especially in that wonderful state of California. It's like, ooh, another another wildfire. Here we go.
2: So and then one more comment says, Ben Avery, love old B movies. So did the filmmakers enjoy. <laughs> I'm not hearing too many negative things.
0: I'm not either. Uh, Why is this movie in the dumpster? I don't know.
2: Probably John Goodman.
0: Who put it there?
2: John Goodman probably put it there.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just wondering because I, the only thing I do know is that this movie just did not do very well at all at the box office. Like people, <laughs> um, Joe Dante mentioned that he had no way of how, having an idea how to promote this film. Right. No one didn't know how to promote the film.
0: Oh, wow. And it has a 53 metascore.
1: Is, is that low?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, anything under 60 is what we do.
2: So oh, I didn't know that. But it's on the higher end for us.
0: hmm <laughs> Yeah.
1: After all those 20s and 10s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, never that mind. Is, but... That's a song. That's not the movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All
0: right. I got to go. Wait.
1: What about 98 Degrees? Isn't that a
0: band or something? <laughs> I don't know whose band Matt, did a song called Matinee, but people hated it, apparently.
1: Oh, really? And they did a score on a song? Yeah. People put scores on songs?
0: Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so this this is one of those ones that, like, I'm not sure how it ended up here uh, in the dumpster. Um, As far as the audience score, it's 62. So it, it's That's... within our margin of error. Um, I
1: but, bet you John Harry threw it in a dumpster and somehow he was just
2: You know what else came out in January of 1993?
1: What? Leprechaun For real? <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah Oh my I'm goodness. looking
2: it up because I was like, oh well maybe there was like this big blockbuster that right. kept people well, from January, watching it it's And like A, a month of movies. Uh, Clearly January of 93 was a terrible time for movies <laughs> Terrible. Is January
1: ever a good time for movies? That's the thing. January February is a like Apparently
2: the, the filmmakers time. decided that this was when we needed the secret life of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> the, that's, they were like, January. We need this yeah. movie on January first. And I'm like... There
1: you go, kids. All you can eat buffet. Mm. Try out these flavors.
2: Nope.
0: <laughs> so I guess January is called The Dead Zone as far as movie releases. And so like... The best movies to be released in. Freddy Academy
1: Awards, that's why they do it. Everything just before, like December. That makes and sense. So, so
0: the top five movies released in January, the the Dead Zone. First off, put out the fact number six. This list as the best movie as the best movies were released here in the Dead Zone was mm-hmm. Matinee. That's Matinee missed the top five list.
2: Oh missed uh, it by that much. Some movie yeah, called Black
0: Hat came out in 2015. Uh, Paddington 2 is number 4. Oh yeah. Number Wait. 3 Wait, Paddington is Paddington 2. That's recent. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, 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 this is a list of movies that have come out in January. Yeah, any okay, next... January 1993.
0: Any January. I right, uh <gasps> like Father Like Son is number 3.
2: I have that movie.
0: Uh um, More. Number 2 is Timbuktu? 2. Timbuktu? Booktu? Timbuktu. 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 I can't read. And then... It's an island. <laughs> the Grey is number one.
1: That's a Canadian film.
2: No, that's the, the one that has... No, born. no, the Leonese one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. when he goes and finds his son instead of his daughter?
0: <laughs> no, that's taken. <laughs>
1: that's every movie he does. <laughs> He's finding some family member. <laughs>
2: Dear Liam Neeson's family, maybe change your last name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I will find you, and I will kill we're you. We're not talking about this movie, so <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hit the spoiler button, and let's talk about the spoilers for Mad May.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section.
0: All right, we are officially in spoiler territory this is where we're going to be talking about all the things in the film uh no matter what i'm going to kick off by talking about the fact that the in the beginning of the movie when the two brothers are walking in the afternoon sun it's clear they used the exact same filter they used in 1990 captain america Yes, it was the same. Well, dadgum filter, but it
2: might have been the same base. Dallas, remember, <laughs> he went from Ohio to California, so why not Florida <laughs> it, as well? It
0: could be the same base of Captain America. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go check our Captain America episode. Um, but I'm so- actually
1: forget I forgot about the Captain America series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I live in Florida, so everything looks the same outside. It blinds your eyes.
2: It's (laughs) like Texas. (laughs) I can't say. So the gators can get you.
1: Hey, I promise you, you laugh at me, but these people who walk dogs actually put sunglasses on dogs. They have these sunglass goggles. Mm. They put it on dogs so it won't blind them. Oh my god! that serious? This is Florida.
2: That's okay. the topic for another conversation on a different podcast called What the Crap, Kevin. <laughs> no, it's,
1: right. it's, it's called the Real Florida Man. <laughs> yeah, the Real
0: Florida Man. All right, Celeste, what are What's one of your spoiled, filled uh, thoughts about the film?
2: Um, the worst part of this movie for me, and this is going to be some telegraphing, was the MANT movie. <laughs>
0: I kind of wanted to watch the Met movie. Oh,
2: why? Like Who does not want to watch the Met movie after me?
1: seeing that?
0: Me? That
1: is, that is pure 50s, 60s gold right with, there.
0: I want to watch it with Rumble Vision.
1: The,
2: the, there was no reason.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, it makes me want to watch it.
2: The aunt to grab that lady's butt.
0: <laughs> like, no reason. Uh, uh, that was a husband oh my and his gosh. wife.
2: That, that. They wouldn't have shown it in a movie <laughs> in the 60s. But it certainly they was shown in those didn't have posters. people sleeping in the same beds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, again, though, this was not just a normal, this wasn't a normal 60s movie. This guy was all about the shock and awe and the audacity.
2: Well, I was audacified.
1: <laughs> yeah. They didn't pass the proper board on decency to make sure it's like,
2: it what comic code does not approve of this movie <laughs> no I I'm just a... that that movie looked stupid and I'm like I have no desire to see this
1: hence the point of the movie
2: <laughs> it's mant
1: what would you expect from the word mant
2: <laughs> I you know as soon as they said the word mant I went mm, nope <laughs>
0: she said I can't <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm, no. <laughs> okay.
0: So, what's one of your uh, spoil-filled thoughts? Every
1: time a Roger Corman poster is shown, I I smile and I just love every <laughs> single one of them. It's like a lost art, and it's so sad now because so many posters today just lack imagination. They're dull and they're boring as ever. Right. They just like here's a digitized poster. Why does the Star Wars and the Marvel posters all look alike? You
0: know, there was a. Like,
1: we have no artists.
0: There, there's a meme that's going around, and it was um, it was several movies, including the X Men um, Dark Phoenix movie. And the movies have nothing to do with each other, but the posters <laughs> look exactly <laughs> the same. And the meme goes, I'm having a hard time following the series here.
2: I've See, seen. My point.
1: They're dull, they're boring. They <laughs> lack seen imagination.
2: That, that same meme, but done with uh, Full Metal panic full metal jacket and full metal alchemist and they're like we don't understand this series <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my yeah, god! you
1: just look at the posters with all the vincent price and all the other um michael Gough and so forth it's just i just love it i love looking at the posters and i swear i think he said in the commentary or into a special feature he got all of his posters that he had stored up and put it inside his film this is his personal collection, actually. Wow, no Bobby kidding. Cartman. All of those posters you see, every single one of them are his. Wow. And some of the things he had, like a couple of the cups when they're in the theater, you look at the cup when they're like spinning around their hand or
0: mm-hmm. when
1: there was um, doing other things. That's part of hit Joe Dante's personal movie memorable collection. Oh, really? So that's he put cool. a lot of love into this film. Like he really loves this stuff. He, he eats and breathes and sleeps this. Oh, well, That's disturbing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, he's a filmmaker, he loves what he does, so that's yeah, why yeah. he was trying to make this as a is like some sort of form of love letter towards these movies. Because I mean, Joe Dante, you know the movies he made, right? Gremlins, Gremlins 2, yeah, yeah. Piranha. I mean, the last movie he did was what five years ago, six years ago, called The Hole.
0: The Hole, I, I yeah. missed that one.
1: You must see it, it's one of those movies like how this movie got under the radar somehow he makes movies and they're like hit or miss they just (laughs) get really well known and everyone knows him and everyone's like oh
2: gremlins was a hit gremlins 2 was a miss i like
0: gremlins 2
2: i honestly don't think i've ever seen it (laughs) i do like gremlins it's one of my favorite christmas movies
1: you give a director full power you tell him do whatever you want and that's what you get gremlins 2 is like a full power let me do whatever I want. I don't want to make this, but if you're giving me all the money, I will make that movie.
0: True story. So apparently sort of like Dan John Dante also worked on uh, Hawaii Five-0, the newest series.
2: Hmm, interesting. You know what would have been good in this movie? Would have been Vincent Price. Like, yes. If they could have like had him make an appearance... Yep. Even was if he was still alive at this time, yeah, he was. He yeah, didn't he die was. until October of that year, um, uh. so the movie was out. But like, like even if it would have just been him, like buying popcorn.
0: Well, I mean, they they made a a they mentioned Vincent. I oh, think did they? I'm wondering if they'd want twice. They'd, yeah, I wonder if they wanted to, but Vincent was nearing the end.
2: Oh. Well, he lasted it's, until October. So yeah, his health, his health
1: is declining but he was always still active but you know there's only so much you could do when you get to that maybe movie. he yeah. was
2: just busy with Michael Jackson
1: <laughs> yeah somewhere out there in Neverland with Macaulay Culkin and all the others
0: oh my gosh <laughs> oh my goodness alright
1: let's go to another place <laughs>
0: <laughs> so one of the things that I liked about the film uh, is their per- uh, especially in the front half of the movie where they were portraying um Military family life. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Kevin, you've lived a military lifestyle. Yep,
1: born on a Navy base.
0: Yep, and I, Celeste and I live in a military town, and we have lots of friends who are family, are, who have a military family or are in the military themselves. Yep. And it, I think it does a great job of, of displaying the fear that a family has when their loved ones are suddenly sent away. Yeah. Uh, recently, uh, due to when i don't know when everyone's listening to this but um the most recent world event for us here was uh the potentiality of world war three with russia invading the ukraine and we have friends who their loved ones were deployed to the front lines just in case yeah and the fear and the doubt and the questions that they were having the monitoring the radio that's real like what was happening there during the cuban missile crisis is what modern day military families were going through and so i felt like it was they did a great job of of capturing that feel of things uh throughout the film and especially yeah, the the fear aspect of it mm-hmm. i i <laughs> i looked at celeste whenever they were going past the grocery store and people are fighting over the shredded wheats and everything like that and i was like oh my goodness that's that's like what happened when people were freaking out about covet
2: yep <laughs> Or anytime, oh my gosh,
0: all the toilet paper and the water. <laughs>
2: or anytime someone throws a slushie on the ground in Louisiana.
0: Oh yeah, city shuts well, down.
2: It's going to snow. Oh no.
0: Yes. Really?
1: Oh, I guess you, got, you have that type of fear. People run out and get eggs and bread and milk. Those three things. Why? You, Who knows? You right. learn
2: <laughs> what people truly want in times like that. Because... Sometimes it's the eggs and the bread, but sometimes there is not a box of Lucky Charms to be found.
0: It's true.
1: Huh. I figure your town would be going after lottery scratch offs. <laughs> well,
2: we don't shop for those, so we don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm talking about everyone else there in Shreveport.
2: <laughs> Hurry, go to the casino,
1: <laughs> Get, win all the money before they beat us at it.
0: <laughs> Lord, all right, Silas, what's another one of yours? Let's take of? that
1: boat
2: from the casino out. <laughs>
0: We need it more today, dude. The Cajun Navy's out there with it. Let's go, boys! Oh
2: my gosh. Okay, so something else that I liked <laughs> is I liked seeing some child actors that I recognized. Yeah. Um, the two girls were I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. The uh girl who was the the band the Bomb girl. A she said what I was thinking. Okay. What I had actually just said because I'm like them putting their hands over their head is not going to help. And she's like, it's not going to do anything. And I'm (laughs) like, no, no, it's not.
0: That was uh, Lisa Jacob as Sandra.
2: So she was also in Mrs. Doubtfire and Independence Day.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: She was in Independence Day.
2: And then the, the little blonde girl that... Had poor taste in men.
0: Sherry, Kelly Martin.
2: Yes. Kelly Martin was on ER for forever. So I grew up watching her on ER.
0: She was also Roxanne on a goofy movie,
2: which I didn't know.
0: Wait,
1: what do you mean by poor taste in men? Was is she getting like all the hook, trying to hook up with all the people? She was in dating ER? the
0: I wanna be crybaby Johnny Depp yeah. um, greaser.
2: The one who put a knife to her throat?
0: Oh, you talking about the John Walters film? But I want to be Fonzie.
2: We're talking. I never about, watched that movie. We're talking about the character in the movie who. Uh, a race
1: okay, hair. I thought you were talking
0: about man. Another
1: how many bad choices does this woman makes? <laughs> well,
2: clearly enough.
1: Starting to sound like that movie Scrooged.
2: <laughs> enough.
1: She's
2: made enough <laughs> mistakes. I need a little bit of violence in my life.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Give
1: that. T- Get a nice twist, twist that dagger.
0: Lord. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Women, stop going after violent men. Get better choices.
0: Look for Find some better men
1: out somewhere else. (laughs) Make sure they don't ride motorcycles and grease up black hair and black leather jackets. Nothing wrong with (laughs) motorcycles. Stupid poetry.
2: (laughs) Nothing wrong with motorcycles or leather jackets. Just, you know, not incarcerated.
1: Right. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a thing from a movie called bernie I, It just like it popped back in my head.
0: I'll say this the one thing that's it's kind of sad to me is most of these actors after this movie didn't really go on to do a lot of big, big things um like the girl that plays Sandra like she ended up doing Independence Day, which for some reason people didn't like, but like she's really not in a lot of anything major.
1: That's part of why she probably made enough money for Independence Day. It's like, oh, this will last me for a lifetime. Like the last thing she did was some there. movie
0: called Double Frame from 2000.
1: What's Double Frame?
0: Uh, a shady cop gets in over his head when he frames his partner during a drug scam.
1: Oh. It sounds shady already. It sounds yeah. like something I don't want to see, but sounds, somehow sounds, we're probably going to see right?
0: it. <laughs> but it's just, it's sad to me. Like some of these actors, like they just kind of fell off afterwards. Um, that's let's sad. talk
1: about the movie that Celeste isn't like let's talk about Mant the movie inside <laughs> of a movie we keep talking about heavy- other
0: movies like this.
1: <laughs> no we're still talking about this Mant I mean it borrows heavily from The Fly if you've ever seen The Fly yeah, yeah, yeah. or is that on your list uh, Is Celes, the fly, have you your seen list? The Fly
0: yeah 19- The Fly is on
1: 1958? my list
2: no I haven't seen it
1: have you seen Them 1954 the What Ant movie Them that's what yes. called. it's called Them
0: I've seen portions of it
2: nope <sighs> I saw the Incredible Shrinking Woman. Okay, yeah, we saw that.
1: That's a good. I saw that. That's a good movie. <laughs> An Incredible Shrinking Man. Have you seen the Incredible Shrinking Man? No. Oh my goodness!
0: What's, I saw <clears throat> War of the Worlds in the Criterion Collection.
1: Oh, huh. you got the Criterion Collection? That is amazing.
0: I know I, this really cool dude gave it to me. So wow,
1: it's nice to have amazing friends like that. It is. <laughs> hey. i, I but the other movie inside of my movie was The Absurdity of the Shopping Cart. That was Naomi Watts in her first film role. That was so much of Walt Disney Herbie
0: movies. It's so in my notes. Much. Shopping Cart equals Herbie. It's in my notes. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I love how those
1: kids are like, "I about we just stop watching this movie? Let's get
2: off. Was there really a movie about a shopping cart that was sentient?
0: No, no, but that was it. Was it was the joke? It oh, was okay. Herbie. It was, it was supposed to be like a Herbie reference. I want Don't put, worry,
1: it's being made <laughs> right now. <laughs> Probably.
0: I really appreciated the scene where um, the kid wakes up in the middle of the night and uh, he opens I, the front every door. Every
1: time I watch that scene, I still freaking jump. I know, right? I know what's happening.
0: In the, like, there's the atomic bomb glo- goes off. Like you jump at it. But what I love about it is that it's so fake. Like, it really is just a a colorized version of of a movie. And I'm like, that was genius what they did there because that's exactly how he would dream it because that's all he's seen. He has no frame of reference. He just has these dramatized movies of atomic bombs. And I love the fact that they did that scene that way.
1: That's how you do movie magic. You actually tell the audience your showing it's like, hey, we know this is fake. You know it's fake, but it's still happening because for the sake of it happening, and seeing that, it's just that's very effective how you show the audience what right. they need and what.
0: I also want to point out the fact that Stan did not deserve my dude as a wingman.
1: True. Oh, what a creep.
0: Like <laughs> Stan was a was a creeper and he was disgusting and he did not deserve Simon to be such a great wingman. The way that he buttered up that girl so she would go running back to to, to Stan. I was like, this dude. Deserves an award for being a, a fantastic wingman. Like, yeah, but not like,
1: Stan. Stan, forget Stan. Yeah, Bruce forget Stan. Stan. Stan,
0: Stan. All I'm saying is that I need all my dude friends to get on the level of Simon, just in case I ever make Celeste mad. Because they'll help. You know, not that I plan on doing anything stupid <laughs> to make Celeste mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Choose your words carefully, Dallas. Mm-hmm. But
1: you're being recorded.
0: <laughs> but I'm telling you, Gene. Was it he was a rock star? And Stan did not deserve that Stan at all. Did not deserve that,
2: but <laughs> I yeah, Gene was do like, not. I, I am not a proponent of lying to women, <laughs> <laughs> to anyone, men or women. Right? Yeah.
1: The subtlety of, of this humor, I, I I appreciate, especially with John Goodman. When you know a lot of movies would just play on the joke not speaking at what Disney or Marvel films, but you know they'll just keep playing on the joke. As he mentioned, that he hates bugs. Mm-hmm. And he makes a movie about a bug, and it doesn't go really too much further, but it's like, hey, it's ironic that you hate bugs, but yet you made a bug movie. Yeah. Because you know you can get a cheap joke like the 1999 mommy movie. The mm-hmm. hates bugs, and he dies by bugs. It's like, I hate bugs. I hate bugs, and then dies by bugs. So, <laughs> you know, if that joke was made today in the 2020s, there would have to be some sort of redundant use of a stupid bug joke. Oh, totally. Because, you know, people are too invested in everything. 15 seconds or less in a mm-hmm. mouth. Seeking some stupid pop song on some stupid social media platform. <laughs> they're all just driving themselves in the pit of despair. The pits of despair. <laughs> yeah, hey, make me famous. I'm lip syncing to a song I don't even know. Why are we talking about TikTok why are you all wearing of a sudden? A, why, why are you wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt?
2: Maybe it looks Led cool. Everyone else is
1: doing it. My parents wear it, too. <laughs>
2: Why
1: you gotta be on Led Zeppelin? I, no, I don't hate on Led Zeppelin. I hate on the kids wearing Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd shirts, and they can't name a stupid song. Well, that's the fault song. of their parents.
2: <laughs>
1: so many parents are the fault.
0: I will say also this: joke My the dad kid. played Led Zeppelin for me. That's what, every, to this day. When I hear Led Zeppelin songs, I am mm-hmm. transported back to my dad's garage making a chair. Um, and that's that's what I think of every time. Why
2: did you put finger quotations? Because a chair?
0: I was like ten. I wasn't building a chair, I was building a, a safety hazard.
1: <laughs> so that's how you get to your stairway of heaven. <laughs> Climb uh, up and then fall down, smack button. <laughs> you so, know how many time, I wonder how many times a film director or producer or whatever and then get say, Hey, can you sign this? Thank you, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> The one was like laughing. It's like, they don't even know who you are.
0: That was so funny. Oh, my gosh. The subtle I,
1: humor. I love this in this movie. I just love it.
2: There was definitely a good bit of humor. And like it was, you know, the movies that would come on TV in the 90s, like mm-hmm. on Saturday afternoons. Mm-hmm. That's the type of humor it, it gave. And so, like, I kind of felt like a little kid. So I wanted to go grab some orange soda, some popcorn. <laughs> Because that's what you do on a Saturday afternoon. Right.
1: That's what you do on a Saturday afternoon. I don't know what <laughs> I forget what I do on Saturday afternoons.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. I was a kid. I was always working out on the farm and doing something else.
0: That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any more spoiled, spoiled, filled thoughts we had on the film?
1: I think I'm
2: good.
0: I'm, I'm,
1: oh, I was going to talk more. I'm,
0: Please um, do. What do you got? What do you got? Him
1: with his, when he added all those characters and he added Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. He always had Dick Miller in every one of his movies. I love when they add Kevin McCarthy, a nineteen fifties um, movie, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and so many other movies he's mm-hmm. done. Adding this, eye. he was also in UHF. If you remember UHF, Kevin McCarthy. Really? Remember the remember remember this um the the owner of the radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The evil, that's the Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Let's go. The well-known 50s, 60s um, actors for sci-fi films and horror films. That's pretty cool. Adding in was just.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know we already talked about um, the pervert, 20 year old greaser.
0: Oh my gosh. That
1: was, the, that was the one I did not care. I did not care for his role. I did not care for him. I'm like. The the why? Well, why?
0: Nothing about that part felt right. Like.
2: That's what, no. The best part about his role was when the two guys roughed him up. <laughs>
0: That was pretty good.
1: <laughs> that is good. Mm. Um, the kid, I'm telling every single time the, the sister says something, little kid's like, I'm telling, look at all these love letters, look at all this, I'm telling. It's like <laughs> I have a brother who does that. He still would do that. It's like, I'm telling it's like we're adults. What are you gonna tell? <laughs> I'll just copy his text messages to them. Fine, send him the text message. I don't care. I'll tell him to my face. I'm an adult. <laughs>
0: oh gosh. I think speech,
1: John Goodman does. Yeah, that is like, that's pure gold to me. Mm -hmm. Tries to recapture some sort of magic and everything else. And when he sets up all those seats for the buzzers and everything else. Right. Again, that was a thing from the Tingler copycatting that when movie theater, when William Castle sent these things, these little gimmicks and so forth. Right. He would give him a thick manual, just like it's like 50 pages or more. Wow. Explaining in detail of how to set the movie up, how to get the movie going what to do in certain scenes like was it um the house on haunted hill right he had a skeleton coming across from the top kids will shoot him down with like their own little pocket um what do you call it the
2: captains I'm trying to think of the word uh, they'll have slingshots? captains
1: slingshots thank you they'll have slingshots with rocks in them and they'll try to knock the skeleton down from floating right. above them and so there's like there's this manual and all these props and things to put inside of the theater to start the movie and this is this is how I wish I could see that I it's like a thing i missed in my childhood or something that (laughs) i was not even born yet it's like i wish movies would do that right instead we get um imax or some 40x which shakes and rumbles the seats a little bit i was like
0: it's it's the new wave of rumbo vision (laughs) man
2: if somebody shocks my seat we're gonna fight
0: i'll say this there used to be i i didn't know this until um several years ago I guess back in the 90s there was a popular game people would do with uh groups uh specific with teenagers there was a game called hot seat yeah and literally you sat on a cushion that had a electric taser underneath it and i guess if you answered a question wrong it would buzz and shock you in the in the tush and um yeah that's illegal now
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I wonder why.
0: <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it went the way of the lawn dart. You know, as long as everyone's oh my
1: doing it. Goodness, so much deadly contraptions we had. It's like,
2: we're we all uh, survived. We've made.
0: I got this
1: hole in my chest. That's not
2: right. <laughs> Stick some some chewing gum in it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> what else you got, Eat Kevin? Gums. <laughs> but yeah. Um. There was
2: like the
1: other thing. I just I guess that I didn't care for too much was the whole bomb shelter. Because, um, well, I don't know if you've been to Florida or anything else, but there's nothing underground. I mean, you can't build a bomb shelter underground,
2: especially in Key West. Large portions of Louisiana don't even put their dead people underground. So that's true. Y- we get that.
1: That's why that's why we get the bayou. <laughs> there, he's to into the bayou. It's like, hey, here, add some nutrients to the water, <laughs> some iron. <laughs> <laughs> right down to the calcium part.
0: Oh, like, like, but you're right. Like, there's no place like here. Like, I can't imagine uh, anybody really building a bomb shelter in Key West. It's I mean, I guess the they would try.
1: South. I mean, guess the furthest south you get to the United States is Key West. Right. I mean, you sandbag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like we we know somebody who who they actually have a shelter that they had, but it has to sit above ground, yeah, and so. Yeah.
1: There are a couple of houses out here in Jacksonville and a couple in Tallahassee and so forth. Mm-hmm. They actually have underground, but this is like built in the 20s and 30s. But right. everything else like in that Orlando all the way down to the Keys, there's nothing underground. Right. But the well Will, Will bury you poster, that was clever to put in that <laughs> um, Richard Picardo's movie closet right there. When he was all paranoid, listening to the radio all the time. <laughs>
0: I was kind of happy to see him. I I forget this is this is a terrible thing to say. I forget about him um, as an actor. That's um, <laughs> I, but like,
1: wow, nice. It's like, oh yeah, there's so many actors and actors that keep forgetting because they <laughs> all these others pop up and they keep repeating
0: themselves. But like I enjoyed him in Voyager. I thought he was cool. I liked him.
1: I still haven't seen Voyager.
0: It's all right. It's pretty cool.
1: But then there's a lot of Star Trek I haven't seen. Right. The guy who started, what, you haven't seen Voyager yet?
2: Mm-mm. I'm still okay. in the middle of Deep Space Nine, and then they took it off Netflix.
1: I just um, met the guy from Deep Space Nine, um, William, I forgot his name, but um, he was actually the villain for the first Dirty Harry movie as a Zodiac killer. Oh, wow. He stars in Deep Space Nine, Andrew something, Andrew, crap.
3: Yeah, Sorry, I, I can't
1: remember your name, Andrew. No, I-, I apologize. I just know that that was the that was the one thing he was most proud over. He's like more proud over a Star Trek because he didn't like horror films. He's like, yeah, I know the horror film helped me out with Star Trek, but I don't like horror. It isn't like Hellraiser, Hellraiser two, or something like that.
0: Um, is it Andrew Robinson? Yes, Andrew Robinson. He was a really oh. cool guy.
2: Wait, not who I thought. Never mind. No,
1: he was a really cool guy
2: no no but a different calm. a different actor popped up i haven't even reached the point where he was on uh deep space nine i'm still in the first season
1: this film does there's a lot with um like i said the 50s the vincent price mustache guy yeah you've seen it in the theater it's like oh yeah that's a that's a nice nod to vincent price right so many clips from the beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms <laughs> so many
0: so I legitimately wonder if they try to get Vincent Price, and that's why there were so many nods to him.
1: Yeah. Now I have a personal Blu-ray, and it has the Mant movie on there.
0: No, are you for real?
1: Yes, on the shout, on the shout factory one. <laughs> now the odd parts where it clips off. They, I mean, he tried to put all the clip, they try to put all the clips together to make a somehow coherent film. Uh huh. But you can watch it. It's about like ten minutes long or less. <laughs> But if you add all the clips, even the parts where they did it so, but you heard and you get to see that, that's right. on the Shop Factory edition. <laughs> that's so special funny. Feature.
0: That is so funny that they did that.
1: Then someone needs to like just go ahead and just get permission by Joe Dante. It's like, hey, we're going to make the Mant movie. We're going to make this the mock <laughs> of all the 50s f- movies. That's not-
0: <laughs> the why night.
1: not? What what? Why would you not want to watch that? You like all that CGI crap that Marvel pumps out every... <laughs> What, month or every week,
0: <laughs> we do like a lot of the Marvel stuff. So, I should
1: cosplay as the man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should absolutely. Mm. Oh my gosh! I'm looking through um Joe Dante's list of things and um,
1: love all those great, wonderful films he's done.
0: He's done some good stuff, but he's done a lot of television also. I mean, a he lot, has. A lot, a lot of television. Oh, mm-hmm. he did Small Soldiers. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, he did Small Soldiers and he also did Explorers. His hmm. first film project where he learned the studio has more power than the director. Right. Yep, because, they are the ones with the money. Yep. I mean, even though it was like saying, hey, this ending has to be different. Like, no, you're over budget. You're going to make the ending how we want it. <laughs> that movie was originally supposed to be like three hours long. I believe it. Man. Yeah
0: no no
1: no, no. <laughs> no that'd be a crisis in the 60s what is it cecil be the meal <laughs> he can make movies that long and kills them in the movie process
0: oh my gosh all right guys well i feel like we've gone long enough let's give our final rating for uh the Mats. i mean uh <laughs> matinee <laughs> celeste since you've been here it's been a while since you've been here uh, what is your final rating? Oh, well, first off, I feel like we need to explain, Kevin, we explain our rating system
1: top shelf, middle shelf. <laughs> oh, I gotta explain it. Oh yeah. my gosh, if you're listening to this episode, you need to start listening to other episodes too. But <laughs> I'll go ahead and explain it for you because Do you want me to explain sh- it. Uh, um, top shelf is the movie, is the shelf that it's just so bare, it still has no movie up there that um we keep have it if we try, try to put movies up there that we say it's absolute classic everyone should see this movie it's a great movie it's fantastic and maybe you have some fun movies on sh- uh, memories to share with others middle shelf is like it's watchable it's good and we'll still pull out everyone's well we're not going to say it's a classic or it's one of the best movies made but you know it's it's there Bottom shelf is like, yeah, we are definitely agreeing with critics and audiences and other people. It is rubbish. It is junk. And if you like to see your brain rot away, go ahead, put that inside the bottom (laughs) shelf and, you know, just waste your life away. Every breath you take. (laughs) Right. And the dumpster fire is we just say, no, let's (laughs) save planet Earth. Let's save the humanity. Let's throw it in the fire, in the very pits of hell where they throw the ring and bury it and say this ring does not deserve to be in the power of men
2: that wasn't hell kevin that was mordor
1: mordor it's very much it's it's the epitome of hell it's pretty much there it's like cast it into fire and free
0: us freedom no <laughs> i know we
1: threw movies in there i don't even know what they are anymore that's
2: how it, it, it works yep they it's like and wiped from our memory but not from the rss feeds mm. go listen
0: <laughs> true story good recovery so let's what's your reason. final rating baby for uh matinee
2: uh my final rating is gonna be middle shelf i think this is a good movie i would watch it again i don't think it's a great movie it's not one that I'm like, oh, my God, everybody needs to see this. Right, But it was entertaining.
0: Yeah. All right. So, middle shelf from Celeste. All right, Kevin, what is your rating?
2: What in
1: creation do you call this movie? I'm just going to have to say I'm very simple, and I love when a movie is good. And in my opinion, we finally got a great movie. I'm putting it on top shelf. Wow. I... Wow. Love this movie. This movie speaks to not just my childhood memories of films. It speaks to me as someone who's getting more into filmmaking. As I have, it is so much a love letter of films of B movies and those fond magic um, movie memories you have in the theater. As John Goodman did his livers speech and talked about it. It was just everything in this, almost everything in this movie was just fantastic. I absolutely love this movie. I love the soundtrack. Love the music love the acting even child actors there was part of one annoying child actor but the rest of them they acted very well and it's hard to get good child actors because most children actors suck especially at a time Hmm. well yeah they probably have those bad parents and their parents (laughs) suck too so that's why wow
0: all right so
1: kids suck but you know what these kids were awesome in this movie so was the direction everything i love the story high end with the um the nuclear war or possibly nuclear war with cuba it was a very smart way of telling a movie i love this movie word i'm at, it's top shelf
0: wow so it's we have a middle shelf and we have a top shelf so um no pressure here i'm going to i mean
1: dallas as much as you love movies and if you've been in a video store <laughs> and so forth I'm not adding pressure but I'm just saying You are
2: adding pressure no. Though You're you adding these. pressure You're purposefully over here going I'm not adding pressure but
1: As a fellow mate who worked at Hollywood Video <laughs> store and dealing with all these crappy movies You know where to put this movie <laughs> While John Hardy was listening and not screaming from this from somehow further down the line
0: I am going to place this film um on the top shelf. Are you for real? <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie.
1: Oh my gosh. History I, in the making. We got a top shelf I, movie. First time.
0: I feel I think, like it's a bit of a cheat. I'm not sure why this was in the dumpster. It shouldn't have been in the dumpster at all.
1: I don't understand how.
0: But this was a top shelf film for for us for sure. This was so much fun. I laughed the entire time. We we made jokes about it. Um But like not in like we sometimes we make jokes to protect our sanity when we watch movies. But like this was just a good film, and uh, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, for the first time in history, we have a top shelf film on the bottom shelf.
2: I'm
1: in awe, (laughs) (laughs) and Kevin Joshua Burm knows when to put a top shelf movie, and he finally did it on this (laughs) freaking episode
0: oh it was so good so good
1: all right guys i'm so glad the others are not here to hear us put on the top <laughs> shelf
2: screw them <laughs> they're getting their own form of punishment you
0: know it's funny i was talking with branson out of character for us here i was talking with branson I'm Always in- and he was saying that he uh he struggles with some of the movies that we watch here because it's just not enjoyable to watch some of the movies he loves hanging out and chat chatting and talk about the movies with us. But sometimes it's just like, gosh, why am I watching this movie? There's got to be a better way to hang out with my friends. Uh, and so he started a podcast <laughs> called uh, <laughs> The Gospel by Gaslight. But um, <laughs> but he, uh, uh, I, I actually told him, I was like, I think you might enjoy the movie we're about to do. And I, I still think you'll enjoy it. John and Kevin, when you guys get off the planet geekery out of quarantine, Um and you defumigate. Um I'm here. We're talking about (laughs) John and Kevin, John and Branson.
2: Other white guy, get him right. (laughs) I'm going, you're not white, you're red. (laughs) I'm going to be spraying those two down with Lysol.
0: Right. So, but they need to watch it, and I think they'll enjoy it. So, all right. So, we want to know your guys' thoughts. Did you guys like it? Do you not like it? Reach out to us, let us know on any of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for the bottom shelf. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is time for Weak Connections.
3: This is a Weak Connection.
2: Okay, it is now time for our Weak Connections, which we think, uh, uh, not victims and villains, not level seven. What?
0: Playing games with strangers? No. Wait, what? Strangers and aliens? Strangers and aliens. <laughs> we thank
2: strangers and aliens for the use of uh, the name. Weak connections. But weak connections is where we take a weak connection and go, hey, this kind of sorta reminds us of something spiritual.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh Kevin, I believe you have a weak connection. What's yours, man?
1: Oh yeah, I do. I do have a weak connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we're spiritually connected somehow <laughs> and you just telepathically just like i know kevin has something there it's because you
0: put it on the top shelf i felt it in the force of the, the top <laughs> shelf <laughs>
1: yeah when you put something on the top shelf you have to somehow come up with a weak connection and it's probably very weak for me or for you It's all good, see. but let's see my weak connection comes from proverbs um, 1915 and i am reading from the holman christian study bible which you know every baptist person loves to have and whatever, um, Presbyterian, someone's like, this is the Bible you have to read. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Anyhow, Proverbs nineteen fifteen: laziness induces deep sleep and a lazy person will go hungry. Now, how do you come up with that, Kevin? I'll gladly let you know. As soon as I took my bike back off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lawrence Wisley may not be the most honest in what he says and has some qualities not right technically or even OSHA approved, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> just saying um however he wasn't afraid to be creative and you know he found some new creative ideas as anyone who watches these movies they're like wow that's very creative what's even more importantly for uh is that he used these new ideas to create something okay he created this movie he did all the gadgets and so forth he remained active he he didn't rest because he was always in the go 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 it's like about the new ideas like when he saw the alligator was like oh alligator, alligator, like alligator people, a nice, another knock for that (laughs) film. Don't watch that movie. Oh oh God, we're going to watch that movie, aren't we? Well, he, um, he didn't rest until he presented the film and watched as the crowd just ate it up and just brought the house down. No pun intended, but this is his latest work of art. Now, for you, you may be listening and getting tired and exhausted before doing the work of a certain goal or a certain task in your life right now. If I just if I can encourage you to first write a plan, Mm. then write ways to execute these plans to accomplish the goal. It can I would say it can be getting out of debt. It could be getting closer to God in prayer. It could be losing weight. Whatever goal you have, Mm -hmm. I want you to give it to your all. This is the time to accomplish it. Okay, you cannot be lazy or else you will you will starve physically and you will starve yourself mentally and spiritually. I want you to know this, that God, the God we serve, the God I serve, he does not have small arms.
3: Mm.
1: He is able to provide for everyone. He provides for enemies. He provides for people we don't even like, but we, we learn to like and love. And, you know, I have to think like, Oh God, you're too, your arms are too small to reach out and to help me in this situation. But, He feeds the birds, the fields, your crazy family members, and and most importantly, right now, you. Mm. You listen to this right now. Just remember, God is never resting on you and what he has provided for you right now. So don't rest or sleep on him. I want you to do the thing God has placed in your heart right now. I want you to keep your eyes on the goal. I want you to keep moving forward. And when you look back, you'll see how far God has taken you and you will be no longer suffering those hunger pains from not doing it. Keep your eye on that goal. Have a plan. Have a task. Write it down. Scratch off every time when you accomplish that goal. And just like Lawrence Wilson, when he had a goal, he had a, he had something in mind to making a film, and he had the ideas. He executed it. He did what he believed he had a plan and a purpose in his life to do. You have a plan and purpose that you are created for it as well.
0: Word. Awesome, man. That's a great, great we connection right there. And uh, I can, I can yeah, tell you. That was you, very weak, wasn't it? It was fantastic, <laughs> man. I'm ready to pass the offering plate. Jeez Louise, man. <laughs> so, but no, I mean. Uh, the cash app. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid advice, though. I mean, like, just, you know, write down, make, you know, write it down and, and plan it out and walk it out and be practical about things. Like, that's just, um, that's great wisdom right there, man. Great job. So,
1: yeah, I mean, some, sometimes, you know, it's hard. If, yeah. because if you don't write something down, you're just going to be just doing the same thing over and over again. That's just like another step into madness. Why go towards um, listening to Satan where he's like telling you and saying you can't do it, you can't do it. When you see these, these are like mementos, you're like, this is all the times I could prove to you, Satan, all the things I've just accomplished because Word. I live and do things for God who strengthens mm-hmm. me because I abide in his will.
0: Right. Totally. I strongly recommend people, like especially people who are trying to work through something, keep a diary, keep a a journal of of what you're walking through, and that will help you to remember what God has for you. So that's a great one, Kevin.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I, my, my, I just want to, for some reason my computer froze. You can that's okay. Edit that part.
0: That's <laughs> all good. All right, Celeste, you got a weak connection.
2: I do. So My weak Connection is a double connection. It takes a bridge. Oh. It takes a bridge to get to the point. So, yes. Um, so Gene in the movie said that these these horror movie people, Vincent Price, Frankenstein, everybody in there, felt like his friends because he had moved around so much
3: mm.
2: that he didn't truly have friends. And so they became his... Stability. Mm. They became the things that he knew would always be there. And a couple years ago, I read a book by Frank Peretti Mm -hmm. called "No More Bullies."
0: Yeah, and that's a fantastic book. Have you read that, Kevin?
1: I've never heard of it, but send me a link, and I'll be more than happy to read it. It's
2: a great book, but it's not Frank Peretti's normal book. It's not a horror book. It is a autobiography. And oh,
1: that's, he, that, that catches my attention even more.
2: He talks about how, as a kid, he he had physical uh, malformations. And so he did not have a ton of friends. And his comfort, his stability, the people that he could rely on and connect to were these monsters in the movies. And so it made me think about how, you know, Frank Peretti uses monsters and uses scary things and uses all of this to point people back yes. to God. He uses his authoringness, his ability to write to, in an attempt to glorify God. You can use whatever gifting you have to glorify God. It doesn't have to fit into the stereotypical boxes. Now, you do have to to take into account that there are some things that need to happen, you know, you do have to be open to other people going, hey, that might not be a good idea. And a good example of that was Gene's mom going, hey, do you want to make friends? And he was like, "Nah, I don't want to make friends. We're just going to leave. But then he ended up making friends and it had this great impact on his life. So listening to others who are older and wiser than you, but still taking those things that God's put in you that that are maybe a little different and using them because if Gene didn't know about all the monster movies he wouldn't have made friends those those guys were talking about monster movies at the lunchroom table and that's how he got drawn into the conversation so it's just a I don't know it's like I said it's kind of all over the place and it kind of jumps uh, onto a bridge and jumps back and but it made sense to me.
0: Yeah, that's good though. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, my Weak connection is uh, coming from uh, James and uh, James chapter one in uh, verse. Where is it at? Uh, verse five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Um, and then it says, uh, "But let him." ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like the wave of the seas of the seas that is driven and tossed by, uh, by the wind for the person, uh, must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double minded man, unstable in all his ways. And in my weak connection, it's coming from, um, something that Lawrence had said about the people who, when they're watching horror movies, they cover their eyes and they're missing it because if they, if they're doing that, if they're not, going through it they're not watching it they're not going to realize the wisdom in the back end of like it's okay they're they're going to make it they're going to be fine and the people who do this that hide their eyes they they're like i'm here for it but i don't want to be here for it i'm not going to pay attention to what's going for us we this passage in context is talking about people who are going through trials and through tribulations and they're struggling and um when it's talking about asking for wisdom this talking about going to God and asking for God for wisdom but we have to be committed to walk it out with him to be committed to walking through the process we may not like what's ahead of us we may not like the process but we have to stay committed to it and then he will see us through at the end of the day so that's my we connection keep your
1: eyes focused don't Work. go don't hide <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool beans well guys hope you enjoyed it today we want to hear from you. Uh, yeah. Reach out to us on any of our social media platforms: Facebook, Facebook, and Instagram. Look for the bottom shelf. Uh, Kevin, how can people? Uh, what have you done recently? And how can people get hold of you?
1: Uh, d- don't, don't <laughs> stay away. Don't come near me, please. Okay, okay, I guess if you want to find me, I've just recently helping out um, Branson working for gospel Gospel a Gaslight. I play a character on there that's unlike me that's <laughs> another irishman not, not stereotypical but you know just there so yeah give it a listen to it's i think it's in the show notes isn't it somewhere on yeah. there it's beyond i think it's on google podcasts and it's on spotify apple Podcasts, and something else right absolutely isn't? okay I wish you do that if you wish to see some crappy rubbish memes you could follow my facebook page and instagram page that reviews it's i found out If you type in the Vapor Man reviews, you get it better. For some reason, people put type the Vapor Man, they don't see it. If you get tired of hearing my voice in this podcast for whatever reason, which I can't blame you, (laughs) you can read my written reviews. I write reviews on Letterboxd, which I think that will be now on the show notes in the bottom if you want to. Okay. Yeah. And you can see what I put down. I watch all kinds of movies, not just on here.
2: (laughs) You watch as good movies.
1: Yeah, I still like to torture myself. I still have some half star movies on there and <laughs> they just keep popping up. I'm just like, good God almighty. They don't end.
0: <laughs> nope, they don't.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so um, hopefully I'll, be, I'll have a YouTube video out soon. That'll Sweet. be coming out shortly. I know it's been several months, but I just I personally had my own goal, which I mentioned earlier. I was losing weight. So right. After losing 70 pounds and clear goal and so forth. Yep, I feel a little bit better about being in front of a camera.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Celeste, how can people get a hold of you? What do you do recently?
2: You can find me through any of the Geek Devotions social media mm-hmm. um, or also the Playing Games with Strangers crew. We have fun over there. What have I done? You're on Geek
1: Devotions. I
2: remember you. Don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, you can also find, I lost my train of thought, you can hear me talk about books over on We Read Allegedly, which is also part of the Devoted Geek Network. Um and yeah, we stream on Twitch. It's a thing. Yeah. So then you could actually like see my face. Mm-hmm. True story. As I splat things. <laughs>
0: yep and I, i'm with celeste you can find me at geek devotions geek where you can find uh devotions and various other things including this podcast right here under our geek devotions You're that podcast guy! <laughs> the geek devotions <laughs> podcast network where you find podcasts like this right here the bottom shelf the gundam watch which is a show that branson and i started recently where we're walking through and reviewing mobile suit gundam in fact by the time this airs um um the third episode where we review the third movie a mobile suit gundam uh comes out and we'll be announcing at the end of that episode the next series that we're going to be going into also celeste is part of we read allegedly which is also part of geek devotions oh, which is that. a um a book review podcast and i think that's all of our podcasts that we have besides calm talk by geek devotions so
2: calm
0: talk. i'll be in ireland <laughs> <laughs> i think by the time this episode out, i'll probably um i'll probably still be
1: in ireland yeah yeah, somewhere on County Cork. Yeah. So,
0: so, Kevin, to, unfortunately, Kevin's going to be uh, missing from the show for a little bit. Uh, he's going to be in Ireland, uh, uh, supposedly finding a bride somewhere. I don't know. That's what I heard. <laughs> heard a rumor about that. Yeah. I don't know. He's going to hang from sure.
2: his toenails and kiss the Blarney Stone.
1: <laughs> no, no. Any Irish person, including myself, would know, would tell everyone, do not kiss the Blarney Stone, unless you don't want to walk away with coarse from cold sores and all kinds of lip fungus and everything else even though they spray it with jameson whiskey to mm. rub the alcohol on unless you want to walk away and look like um this mant and <laughs> grow some other arm or some crustacean yeah don't do, don't please don't if you go to that barn right. house, don't kiss the barn soon, so
0: please. so at some point um we're gonna figure out how to pass the dumpster uh, duties off to what else one other guys on the team until kevin gets back from ireland so, yeah, we'll
1: just give it to John. John, John likes dumpster dive for stuff. Let's <laughs> give it to him.
0: <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, until next time, stay devoted, peace, and love. Homeschool rocks!